0: This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest, Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen, the LCMS, as is the case with many Christian bodies in the United States, is facing a demographics challenge. Overall membership is declining, while the average age of parishioners is increasing. The LCMS is responding with a number of outreach efforts aimed at involving young Lutherans with their faith. One such program is titled the Lutheran Young Adult Corps. The Corps is open to young Lutherans between the ages of 18 to 26. These young people work with a variety of Lutheran agencies, including Camper Store, Christian Friends of New Americans, and Intersect. This trains them for full-time service in urban ministry settings. One participant, Ray Shaver of North Carolina, elected to work with KFUO Radio here at the International Center of the LCMS in St. Louis. I speak with him on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's fast track. The Missouri General Assembly has adopted legislation requiring that many commercial establishments display a poster advertising a national hotline for sex trafficking victims. The proposal was approved unanimously by both the Missouri House and Senate. The bill stipulates that the Missouri Department of Public Safety has developed a poster including the number of a National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline. Wisconsin's assisted suicide bill, if made into law, will implement assisted suicide and also revoke the licenses of doctors who are unwilling to participate in causing the death of their patients. A section of the bill states... Failure of an attending physician to fulfill a request for medication constitutes unprofessional conduct An attending physician refuses or fails to make a good faith effort to transfer the requester's care to the treatment of another physician who will act as attending physician under the chapter and fulfill the request of medication that will result in the patient's death. The Department of Education announced Monday it will no longer be investigating complaints made by transgender students regarding being banned from school bathrooms matching their gender identity. Those students allege that the decision leaves them vulnerable to violence and bullying, this according to the Washington Post. In 2016, the Obama administration issued a directive calling on public schools to permit students to use restroom facilities corresponding to what they believe is their gender identity rather than their sex that was assigned at birth. The administration had determined that prohibiting transgender students from using public school restrooms of their choice was a form of gender discrimination under Title IX. But in 2017, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and Attorney General Jeff Sessions revoked this guidance not long after President Donald Trump was inaugurated. An Illinois nurse who was forced out of her job because she would not participate in abortions is now one step closer to fighting her case before a jury of her peers. Sandra Mendoza Rojas had worked as a Winnebago County public health nurse for 18 years. This before a new supervisor forced her to choose between her livelihood and her conscience in 2015. Rojas, who lodged a formal complaint with the U.S. Department of Health last month, had filed the wrongful termination lawsuit against Winnebago County in 2016 but the county slowed down her suit by claiming it had near-universal right to force Rojas into compliance with its new policy. But on Monday, Chief Judge Eugene Doherty tossed out Winnebago County's claim of government immunity, clearing the way for Rojas' lawsuit to move forward. In a related case last summer, Judge Doherty granted a preliminary injunction to protect Rojas and other medical professionals from the state's attempt to force them into making direct abortion referrals. <laughs> This is World Lutheran News Digest. loga Lutheran Varta Parivadi Agonum, Ya Lutheran है। I'm World Lutheran News Digest host, Kip Allen. The LCMS has been facing a problem in recent years. Our membership is shrinking while our demographics are getting older and older and older. So what is the Senate to do? to bring young people to the church and to help us with our efforts to spread the gospel message and to engage these young people? Well, part of the answer is an effort referred to as the Lutheran Young Adult Corps. The Lutheran Young Adult Corps is a program for any young adult who wants to share their gifts and their passions with ministries that can help them in powerful ways. One of these people is a young man by the name of Raymond Shaver, who is working with KFUO Radio this year. Raymond, welcome to the program. Good to be here. (laughs) Well, tell me, Raymond, how did you first get involved in the Youth Corps? What attracted you to this idea of the Young Adult Corps? Well, to be be perfectly honest, I actually heard it over the radio. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, yep, uh... My family would listen to Issues Etc. for a Bible study on occasion, and we would hear the promo a, a time or two. Finally, my mom and dad said, hey, Ray, that might be something you'd be interested in. And I thought, you only live once.
0: May as well try it. And you're from North Carolina, is that correct? And here we are in St. Louis. Yes, indeed. Has this been a, a, a bit of a cultural change to you
1: or not? Uh, this has definitely been a cultural change uh, as well as a climate change.
0: <laughs> a lot colder here. <laughs> it is. Yeah. North Carolina, one of the southern states. I've spent some time down there. It's a beautiful area. Gorgeous. It really is. So is Missouri in certain areas, but you have to know where to go. Mm-hmm. What was your background? You obviously are a Lutheran. Only LCMS members are allowed into this particular program. So what is your background on this? Well, as far as... Uh Religious
1: background? Uh, I'm only a three-year-old Lutheran, if you'll believe it. Huh? Yes, uh, my family actually did a lot of church hopping. Or, or before we've been, we were in Protestant, Baptist, Catholic for just a tiny bit. Uh, what else? There was Cal- we were Calvinists for before we were Lutheran, mm-hmm. and for a little while. We were in a non-denominational church that had Lutheran leanings, Lutheran slash Calvinist leanings.
0: Kind of a contradiction in terms there, a bit. Yes, a lot. (laughs) But why settle on Lutheranism? Well, how do I put this? Um, Originally, my... Well... Let me get my thoughts together here. Well, I know um, I was born into the church, so mm-hmm. I, had, I, I had no conversion problems. But I think one of the things that has kept me in it is the, the knowledge that I am a failed human being. The old Adam is very much alive in me. Oh, yes. And that I can do nothing that will assure my own salvation. Then I realize it's already been done for me. And I know every Sunday I get the chance to to go up to the to the altar and I confess my sins. I once again remember who and what I am and also who and what God is and the wonderful gift he gave us through Jesus Christ. That that that's exactly it. I mean,
1: my, that is what my fa- that's what my family thought. All thought when we came into the Lutheran church, the first time we stepped into a Lutheran church, mm-hmm. I mean, the the music, the the stepping, like you said, stepping up to the altar, that it was it was comforting. It 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 it,
0: it you could feel the the presence, the Spirit's presence. One of the most moving Bible stories to me is there's the uh, story of, the, of the, the, the Pharisee who talks about how he keeps all the laws and he does everything and he is so worthy of God's grace. And then there's this poor, m- miserable guy crying out, God, forgive me, a sinner. And mm-hmm. guess which one God had mercy on? The sinner. <laughs> And that's what we are. Oh, yes. And as I said, I know this is what kept me in the church, and that's apparently what has attracted you and your family to mm-hmm. the church, is you realized that you are fallen and that this is a way to salvation, that you are forgiven for this.
1: Very much so.
0: So obviously, the program is designed to integrate... Professional and faith cores, uh, professional and faith goals. Now you've graduated from high school. Yes, sir. and you're still contemplating your career. Yes haven't
1: really decided on anything just yet, but right now I'm leaning towards the uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards mortuary science, but being here at the radio station uh, honestly has got, gotten me interested in radio
0: broadcast as well. For communications as a whole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's really what spreading the gospel is. It's communications. Now, of course, you know, we do it through everything from the missionary in the field to the radio here. We have a very strong presence on uh, new media. One of the beauties of the uh, LCMS has been we have always embraced whatever technology is available to us to help spread the gospel which again was a lesson that we got directly from luther himself because he made use of the printing press oh, which yes. is brand new in europe at the time that he was around and suddenly my gosh you know spread the word you know spread you know make make disciples of the nations and this is what luther did oh yeah and actually uh in history a lot of times
1: but before Luther's time, people, other people tried to do what he did, but they didn't have the technology available, Correct. so they failed.
0: Look at Jan Hus, just a century before, he had very, a very similar message to, uh, to Luther, but he couldn't get the message out, and he wound up burned at the stake. Yeah. Very unfortunate. And, you know, Luther probably thought he was going to wind up that way himself. I, I think that might have crossed his mind once or twice. Yeah, he had it not been for Frederick the Wise giving him uh, shelter, who knows? Oh yes. But that went on. So the question is, how do you see you using your faith through whatever career choice you choose? Now I know if you do go into mortuary science, as you know, we we believe in the resurrection of the body, and hence the, there should be this reverent treatment oh, yes. of the dead, mm-hmm. and you know, to maintain the dignity of the human form. Uh, This is certainly one way I should imagine that that you would that you would show your faith But what other ways do you see it in the future?
1: well one of the main reasons that it first interested me mortuary science and in later years possibly becoming a mortician I've always I've liked comforting people. I've always found joy in that and uh, honestly when a loved one dies, that's when people need comforting the most. They, they need to be reassured of, of God's presence and com, com, be reassured that their loved one is protected.
0: Mm. And to themselves, too. Um, Ooh, yes. In my own case, um, I've I mentioned uh, some, several times on programs that uh, I had at one point in my life pretty much fallen away from the church. Mm. The thing that really brought me back to this was when my late wife was in her dying stage. It was a it was a long process, and I was her primary caregiver during this period. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was a physically, emotionally, and spiritually an exhausting process for her as well, obviously, but, but you know, here I am looking at it from, from a different point of view. And finally, uh, I had been a member of a, of a church out in uh, California where I was living at the time, uh, but not very active in it. Ah. And I managed to get an appointment uh, with my pastor. As a matter of fact, it was he was marvelous. I had called out of the blue and said, I really need to talk about that. This. this is what's happening in my life. How do I deal with this? And uh, left a message on his answering machine. He calls me back, like 15 minutes later and says, you know, normally it takes a couple of weeks to arrange a private session like this, but God tells me you need it now. Come on in right now. And the explanation, the comforting, the way he was able to make sense of of what had happened and what was happening to me reminded me of everything I'd known and then forgotten and then remembered it again. And yeah, you're right. I mean, there was this huge comforting, uh, obviously the pain was still there and the anger was still there, but now I could understand it and know that God understood what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And that was vitally important to me. And I think this is what you're talking about. Yes. Well, for example, hospice work. I mean, that, that, I don't know if this is something else that would be interesting to you. Uh, I got to know a lot of hospice workers, obviously, during my period for this. And these were some of the most incredible people I've ever met. hmm And very caring and uh, very loving people. Uh, but that's a way, I guess, to do it. The hospice group I worked with was not affiliated with a particular denomination. Um I kind of regret that, although they did they did have uh they could arrange for spiritual work if if needed my wife was a uh, an episcopalian of all things, and so and her priest helped as much as he could, but then there was me you know, and these people just had to you know, oh what do i do i'm going to falling away from the church until golly, I really need the gifts that God offered and this is uh I I really liked your idea of the comfort and the compassion, because this really is one of the basic messages of the church, of the Senate. Uh, The other thing that really strikes me uh, about this entire program, I'm an old guy, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) You're a young guy. (sighs) And uh, I know when I was a young man, uh, we had an organization called the Walter League. The Walter League. Uh, It does sound vaguely familiar, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was the uh, youth group back, back in the day as we say and uh, this was my my social life this was my uh, friendship life this was my fellowship life more so you know people go through high school and they get their high school buddies me I was with the Walter League that was where all of my stuff was and it really was a wonderful program to involve young people in the church and now we're seeing a situation in the Senate. Where we're seeing fewer and fewer young people in the church and involved in the church. More importantly, and uh, was this made clear to you when uh, when you applied for this program or, or when you talked to the people that they were trying specifically going after the younger people, the younger adults, to in obviously the younger. Oh yes, yeah. It's mean, it, the name of it. Pretty much in the name. <clears throat> but again the uh, you work with a bunch of other young people i know there were uh, a, num- a number of people are involved in this program all over the country really oh yes how how are they I, you're the first one i have met in this program they are for the st louis group at least mm-hmm. they
1: have got to be the most resilient group caring group that we that i have ever met i mean honestly in the this is my seventh month here in St. Louis, and in that time, there are four of us, and all, myself included, we have melded together. We're essentially a family, and I can see us get, getting along years from now. I mean, the, these are the kind of bonds that you you will not be forgetting soon. You pray together,
0: you work together, you worship together. Yes, sir. And that's got to be so important. It is. When I was in uh, grad school, we had people from all over the country and a number of international students there. And ironically, one of the uh, fellows there is a gentleman by the name of Paul Finn, who just happens to be the uh, the main bishop in Ghana (laughs) for the LCMS. At the time, he was executive secretary. But it was interesting that, well, he and I worked on a project together, which was specifically on Mm Lutheranism. and uh, I remember we were able to make a presentation to to the class of all these diverse people that here are Paul and I, we were different races, we spoke different languages, we were from different continents, members of different countries, and yet, in a very real sense, we were soul brothers, because we shared an identical view of ourselves and our relationship to God. And that was a that's was a marvelous thing, a, a, a realization for me, and I believe for Paul as well. And I think this is part of of the fellowship that is so vitally important to inculcate in the younger people. We have to do this. We have to reach out. Now, when your program here is ended and you go back to North Carolina, how would you intend to share your lessons in the gospel and the? The Lutheranism that you learned here, with people back home. <sighs>
1: that is a good question. Something I've actually been mulling over myself. And? Well, I'm not I'm not entirely sure just yet. That that well, saying you're not sure about anything that's that's but, a hard thing. That's a hard thing to to admit in this day and age just because... It's also the first step to wisdom to knowing what you don't know. True. <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, people say, you need to know this. You, I mean, you have to know this at a certain time in a certain way. <laughs> but if I had to say what I would use it, I'd like to think that what I've learned in my time here, I'd be able to use in my everyday life, at home, in my, once I get there, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be going back to my community college, get my general stuff out of the way, before I decide if I'm gonna do mortuary science. And the stuff I have learned here, here in the radio station, here in St. Louis in general, this, I have acquired a lot of skills that I did not have beforehand.
0: Well, obviously, you know, people who are in the radio business. So you have to have a certain charisma. <laughs> well, there is that. But there's also I mean, there's a lot of technical stuff involved here. I mean, you know, look at this control panel that we're sitting in front of right now. And oh, uh, yes. I know um, I've, I've been teaching how to how to do things like back time and joining in the networks and cross fading and things like that. Uh but over and above that, this is a Lutheran organization. And yes. this is this is the International Center. This is the headquarters of it all. hmm So let me ask you, what have you learned as a Lutheran from your association here? Oh, boy. This is where it gets a little tough. <laughs> yeah. there will be a short exam after class. You know.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Not an exam. I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> at those. Well, I know... You know, myself. Uh, I, I've been in the communications business my whole adult life, most mm-hmm. of it in radio. And this is the first time where I worked with people, uh, especially in the radio end of it here, who all share this common vision and common belief. Uh, radio is a savage business. Oh yes. it's very very cutthroat. You don't see that here. You know, it's not about us. Nope. It's about the message, and. Uh, that's what I have learned, I know, just as, as working here at the IC and working here at KFUO is uh, how you can unite, use your God-given talents, in my case radio, to do what it is to help spread the message and to work with these wonderful people. And boy, I mean, they really are. I, I'm just blown away at the, at the quality of the talent I have worked with here at the radio station. I've worked with some very very talented people in my life, but my gosh, the people here and the way they all meld together it's incredible
1: i I would have to agree I mean when I first came here i was I was astounded with i mean the atmosphere was friendly, everyone was working working well together, and not to mention well. One of the reasons that I joined the Lutheran in the first place was I wanted to be immersed in the Lutheran in the Lutheranism in general and the church and I mean working here I couldn't have asked for anything better. I I have I have spiritual backing because as I've said before I'm I'm a I'm not a cradle Lutheran. I am a very young Lutheran. <laughs> so it helps when I have much I, I've got older more experienced pe- people that I can turn to if I have questions and sometimes they'll make me aware of questions that i sh- didn't even know I should be asking
0: <laughs> and again that's a step to wisdom i mean we have uh we have some wonderful people here i remember uh uh w- one of my uh former coworkers workers uh, who was a who was a pastor mm-hmm and we were discussing a particular theological issue, and it was one I truly did not get. Mm. And I remember saying to him, You know, I don't doubt, but boy, I don't understand. <laughs> and he was so loving in that. He so, said, Yes, of course. I don't understand everything either. This is part of what it's about, is so that we learn, and this is partially what faith is about. Again, it doesn't require understanding. Oh, no. You got to keep learning yeah oh absolutely you, know, you, you always do, and we have some wonderful people here at the center. Um, i know uh <coughs> for example uh you know we have the, we have uh the daily chapel service the daily mountain services uh i you've heard people like uh, Tom Baker, I know you see him every day, oh yes. he does law and gospel uh uh, Will Whedon, who's our director of worship services, who does I Strong Word and other things, you know, some of the really top people in the Senate. And of course, I know that you're probably running to Matt Harrison here and there in the halls. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Actually, he's this tall guy with a mustache. Uh, huh. Actually, I've only seen him once in my entire time working here. Well, he's hard to miss. He's and, hard to miss. True, the Teddy Rose—he's very Teddy Roosevelt-ish. Ah, I think he'll be pleased by that. <laughs> okay. So, how can people get involved in this program, into the uh, Young Adult Corps? Now, I know there are websites. You can go to the LCMS website. Uh, yes, there. There's the website.
1: There. If you listen to any Lutheran broadcasts they uh, issues etc or as i have learned kfuo itself you can hear the promos for that
0: so that that gives information as well and just drop a line to the senate Uh, Call us at their main number or just uh, email us here. We'll be more than happy to help anyone who's interested in this program. And as we said earlier at the beginning of the program, we really, really want to engage with young Lutherans. And young Lutherans like yourself, you're the future of the Senate. Guys like me, we're the best. You're it. Yes. Though we're, we're still young, so be
1: patient with us. <laughs>
0: Ray, thank you again for being on the program, and thank you for participating in this particular Young Adult Corps. This is a marvelous program, and I'm glad that you're going to be taking away some lessons, and you're going to be teaching a lot of lessons to people that you meet.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I may not be the best of teachers, but I will try my hardest. And you have the best teacher of all. Oh, Yes.
0: <laughs> Yes, indeed. Jesus has told us all, and Luther also helps the way. And you've been listening to World Lutheran News Digest. Ray, thanks so much for your service. Thank you for having me. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.